Netflix hit a snag and a pretty big one. It suffered its first decline in subscribers in a decade. So what happened? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss Netflix results is CNET editor Courtney Jackson. Welcome, Courtney. Hi, Roger. Thanks for having me today. So Netflix had a rough quarter. What what happened and what did they report? Um, so yes, they did. As you know, they lost 200,000 subscribers in Q1. Um, growth slowed down significantly for them. As of this morning, um, they lost $50 billion in the stock market. So yeah, a, a rough Tuesday going to a just as bad Wednesday. Uh, how significant is this drop in subscribers? Well, um, this is something Netflix has not experienced in 10 years. So to put it in context, it's the first time they've posted a subscriber loss since 2011. Um, as I said before, the stock price dropped this morning. It fell more than 30%. Another significant drop the company hasn't seen in a decade. So it's pretty major. Yeah. And what did Netflix say about the reason behind the subscriber decline? Um, they pointed to several factors. One of them includes the Russia-Ukraine war and the subsequent mm. sanctions that led to companies shuttering their services there. Um, Netflix had to cut their service to paying subscribers in Russia. But other things like password sharing and um, they mentioned competition were other mm. factors that contributed. Yeah, and I want to get to both of those points, but I'm curious because inflation is obviously a big uh, oh, big concern for everyone nowadays. I'm, I'm curious if they talked about inflation at all and if that was a factor in these results. Um, they didn't use that word specifically, but it definitely affected this. Um, the reason is, and they pointed to um, consumers watching their spending, um, you know, and cutting what they, what they, the services out um, based on their budget. So because consumers are watching their wallets, Netflix felt some of that when it came to retention. And that's a word that they use. They kept talking about keeping customers through the quarter. So some subscribers simply canceled their subscriptions. Um, though the company said it was prepared for some blowback after that price hike earlier this year, they yeah. said that that specifically didn't play a significant role um, in these numbers. Okay. Okay. Well, it's hard for me to kind of wrap my brain around that because obviously with, with inflation and rising rates, that, that had to have been a factor. I'm sure Netflix will want to downplay the results of that, that rate hike. But uh, going back to the, the points you, you brought up earlier about some of the factors and particularly with password sharing, I'm curious what they said about password sharing because it's clearly something that people have been doing for a long, long time. I'm curious why it's all of a sudden now a factor. Um, this is something they actually talked about a lot in the letter and in the actual interview they did. So, um, so yes, they did blame some of these numbers on password sharing. They said that in addition to its 20, 222 million paying households, uh -huh. there are roughly 100 million households that are using the service without a paid subscription. Um, uh out of that number, Netflix estimated that 30 million are in North America. So it's a major yeah. thing. Yeah, that's 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 huge. And and full disclosure, full disclosure, I also borrow my brother's Netflix password. So I'm I'm one of those households. Uh, I, what did they say about? Because I, I know there's been some talk about Netflix working to crack down on password sharing. Did they say anything specific about that? 
Well, they said that they've been testing ways to monetize password sharing. Um, so far, they've been doing it in South America and Costa Rica. Um, but now they said they have plans to expand that strategy globally. So we need to look out for that. Um, one of the things the company's considering is charging current members more for all the extra users on their account. So, you know, as you know, if you go in and look at your account page um, or the chief person on the account, they can they can track who's logging in to an account from where where they're watching. Um, so the example the company gave was if you have a sister who's using your account in another state, they don't want to shut the service down for her, but they'd rather have you as the account holder pay more. Um, uh. Yeah, so nothing's written in stone, but they said their goal is to capture that lost revenue while still giving access to all the viewers who want to use the service. Um, now, as far as a rollout for monetizing this for everyone, COO Greg Peters says that they'll probably spend about a year working out all the kinks before they deploy it, the whole system globally. Got it. So so theoretically, I have some time before I, before I have to start pay my brother back for his Netflix account. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, that, that's good to know. I mean, yeah, given the, the, the rise in competition, I can see why Netflix would want to uh, better, as you say, better monetize the existing subscribers that are probably not paying but taking advantage of the service. Uh, switching to competition, there have been a number of services that have launched over the last year. What did Netflix say about competition and its effect on the company's numbers? Um, you know, it's interesting because um, Netflix acknowledged a shift in competition and how many other players have entered the market in the last three years, you know, including Disney Plus and HBO Max. Um, to hold its position as the most dominant streaming service, one of the things that Reed Hastings mentioned is that he wants to finally introduce ads and a tiered price structure. Um, yeah. We're seeing that already with pretty much all the other streaming services. So um, he flat out admitted that he's been against doing that from jump. Uh, but now Netflix is actually exploring ways to bring in ad supported subscription plans. Um, he said HBO Max, Hulu and Disney have already made it work. So he's he feels that Netflix can just dive in and do the same thing without even going through like a whole test phase for a year or two. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So th this could happen pretty soon. Yep. Sounds like it. Interesting. And speaking of like ad-based services, I mean, there's there's a lot of talk about these other streaming services like Disney Plus and Hulu and HBO Max, but I know a lot of time is spent on YouTube and TikTok. I'm curious if they talked about that and if those companies have had an impact on Netflix's results. Um, they, they didn't specifically mention TikTok. Um, YouTube was brought up in terms of being a competitor in streaming because, of course, they have that live TV streaming service, uh -huh. um, uh -huh. you know, and that's $65 a month. But they didn't say anything about TikTok or any of these other social media um, platforms. I know Snapchat also has films and TV shows that yeah. they stream, too. Um, but they didn't look at that. They didn't mention it as a significant rival. It's surprising because if you just if you're not looking at it from sort of a, a like to like business model, right? They're obviously different. TikTok is short form video, uh, YouTube, you know, also shorter videos as well, longer ones as well. But uh, if you just look at the share of minutes, like if you have so much time in the day, and more and more of your time is being devoted to a TikTok or YouTube, that 
correspondingly means less time to Netflix. So I'm curious if they, if that's something they're like thinking about, but just not talking about yet. You know, I wonder the same thing because one of the words they kept saying over and over again was retention. So mm-hmm. keeping, mm-hmm. you know, keeping all of us members who are already paying money, keeping our eyes on the screen um, and holding our attention. Um, but it does make sense that TikTok and some of these other other services, especially for the younger generation, um, you know, would be major, major competitors for them. Definitely. Uh, did Netflix say anything about what its growth will look like over the next few quarters? Did they, you know, warn about the, the coming period? Like, are we going to continue to see declines? Uh, yes, actually, they made a um, a big prediction for Q2. They they right. said that they'll lose roughly two million subscribers in Q2, oh, wow. which is huge. That is that is massive. Yeah, that is 10x what they lost this quarter. So or this last quarter. So wow. Yeah, um, that was in the letter. Um, but beyond that, they're not downplaying it. But beyond that, they are optimistic. Um, they do plan to slow down their spending. Although they're going to keep providing quality content and investing in that content that viewers are used to, they said they're definitely going to slow down with how much money they put into some of these productions um, for these future quarters. Um, And they want to focus on, again, on retaining paid subscribers. They flat out said that. Um, Moving ahead, they also want to focus on growing their international slate because they're seeing a lot of progress with that in other countries. Um, in India and Europe and and South America. Uh, and eventually, again, they want to provide those multiple price plans. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that all looks when they roll out. Courtney, thank you for your time. You can check out her story on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.